Hello and welcome to the official Folk Albums chart show for July the 6th, 2021. There's lots to look forward to, including a tussle for the number one spot between Bellowhead and Catherine Pretty. But who will prevail? John Bowden of Bellowhead will be here, as will Catherine herself. There's also music from Chloe Foy, Peter Bruntnell and Gwenifer Raymond. And we have an interview with Lady Nade with an unexpected interruption. So watch out for that. Uh, by the way, thanks for all your messages about my health. It turned out to be a nasty 48-hour bug, but I am on the mend now, so thanks very much for your support. We're going to start today's show with a new entry at number 33 from M.G. Bolter. His album is called Clifftown, and it's a pean of praise to his hometown of Southend-on-Sea. Here he is, standing on the beach, singing Midnight Movies. These thoughts, they would bury you If you offered them out loud Your love song is too old to sing Too late for broken words Your heart covered in stains Oh, Marie, you know it ain't so Oh, Marie, I think you can take I am terrified every time I open my mouth There are so many boys on the street The rain flushes them out into this neon To feel the warmth in the winter months Find a heart they can write upon Living with an ache They see black and they see blood Words and whispers as loud as a scream The echoing void When you were young and valueless and cheap And I still yearn I still need mm. Dark night in the cellar of your soul Drinking at the bar and drinking alone I track your traces and I walk down your street Midnight movies and these lies that I keep Oh Marie, I'm down on my knees I'm crawling through the dirt and I'm so sorry that I ever thought that I could please. At number 40, Christy Moore is a re-entry with Prosperous. Fahil's Rackline is at 39. At 38, Sam Sweeney's Unearth Repeat. At 37, Sleep on the Wing from Bibio. At 36, Martin Simpson's Home Recordings. At 35, La Vita Nuova from Maria McKee. Buncarth are at 34 with Buncarth 2. At 33 is M.G. Bolter and Clifftown. At 32, The Pogues' BBC Sessions from the 1980s. And at 31, Run Rigs, One Legend, Two Concerts Live. 
An interesting fact about this month's chart is that it contains entries from three artists who have taken part in the English Folk Expo Mentoring Scheme, which offers mentoring and support to an artist who's starting out in their career to help them build up their expertise. One of them is Bristol-based Lady Nade, a star of the Folk on Foot festivals, and now a new entry in the chart at number 25 with her album Willing. And I'm delighted to say that Lady Nade joins us now. Hello, Lady Nade. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's great to have you on, and congratulations on, on the success of Willing. Is this a, a lockdown album? Was it a, a set of songs that you put together during lockdown? It was, yeah, with the exception of one song, um, Complicated, which is the second track on the album. That was on my first album. It's a song about the journey of grief, which isn't always straightforward. And with the pandemic and the loss that we've had and also the, the hope and the, and the lights at the end of the tunnel, I felt it right to include it on this album. Hmm. But apart from that, these are songs that you composed during lockdown. Did you find not being able to go out, not being able to tour made you more or less creative, do you think? Actually, I think it made me more creative because the stillness just gave me time to write. And I think that part of being a creative is spending a lot of time in isolation when you are thinking about your next record. And so this stillness allowed me to really just concentrate on creating a new body of work. And did you find that it made the songs more contemplative, sadder perhaps than, than you would normally have written? I definitely felt I had more um, of an, uh, an, an, an uh, uh, analytical brain on on things. Because when you're sort of touring, when you're moving about, you're kind of like, you just write the line, okay, well, if it sticks, it sticks. Uh, and you don't have much time until you get to the studio to really sort of analyse. But this time we had so much time. So I was like, is that the right line? Is that the right line? Is that the right line? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to play one of the tracks from the album, the title track, in fact, Willing. And I, I noticed in the, the video for this, uh, obviously you use the masks as a way of uh, of, of highlighting the lyrics and, and stripping off the masks and so on. But you also go to visit the empty plinth that used to have the statue of the slave trader Edward Colston on it before he was taken down and unceremoniously thrown into the harbour. Uh, tell us about that video and, and w what it means to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Got a friend joining you. I'm actually, that's so funny. I'm actually um, at um, uh, Rachel Mason's um, studio. Um, she's a Grammy uh, 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 songwriter and I think her child just walked, walked in. I, I was going to place the video like that side, but I thought, well, that's a bit too showy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're going to claim all those gold discs as yours. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, I can't wait to show her this if you don't edit it out. Um, let, let me ask you that question again. <laughs> Before we were so rudely interrupted, I was just asking you about uh, the video for Willing, which which obviously uses masks to, to strip off layers and so on, but also has this image of the plinth of the statue of the slave trader Edward Colston which uh, where his statue was before he was thrown in the in the harbour why did you include that in the video yeah um so during um this year and the Black Lives Matters protests I've had a real awakening to my heritage 
And um, the way the video and the song come together really portray the message of self and as well as that community. And one thing that I've um, been on a, going through in the pandemic is a journey of self-acceptance and willing is all about a message of acceptance and loyalty and how we can celebrate ourselves and each other and I just it was a, a route that for me being born in Bristol Bristol being my hometown felt a, a moment of which we all came together to celebrate one another and I felt that was a really nice way to sort of end the video me walking that route well let's have a listen to that song now Lady Nade thank you very much indeed for joining us thank you so much Matthew there's no reason Willing, the title track of her number 25 album. 
On with the chart. At number 30, Chris Drever with Where the World is Thin. At 29, Into the Depths of Hell from Joshua Burnside. At 28, Sam Lee's Old Wow. At 27, the legendary Shirley Collins with Heart's Ease. At 26, John Bowden's solo album, The Last Mile Home. He's on the show later. At 25, Willing from Lady Nade. And at 24, another new entry, this time from Chloe Foy with Where Shall We Begin? We'll hear from Chloe in a moment. At 23, The Straubs with Settlement. At 22, John Smith with The Fray. And at 21, a new entry from Peter Bruntnell called Journey to the Sun. And we'll hear a track from Peter soon. Before we go on with the chart, I just want to let you know about the next episode of Folk on Foot, which comes out on Friday the 16th of July. We had the most amazing time when we travelled as far north as you can go in the UK to Shetland to meet Jenny Sturgeon, whose music is inextricably intertwined with nature and a sense of place. Here's a little taste of what's in store. Dwarfed by the sky at night is fearless mountains nearly lost from sight over there or there's some curly it kind of opens up another dimension for me when I'm out walking and I think that's what struck me about Nan Shepherd's book as well is that's very much what it's about it's about being really being in that place down with the fog and down comes the That episode of Folk on Foot featuring Jenny Sturgeon in Shetland is out on Friday the 16th of July. Don't miss it. Well, let's go back now to that new entry at number 24 from Chloe Foy. Her debut album is called Where Shall We Begin? And it comes after she lost her father to depression and had to deal with that massive bereavement while building her career as an artist. The album reflects her personal struggle and she says, These songs are my most inner and deepest secrets. The kind of things I only express to those closest to me. But for some reason in song, I can be open with the world. This track is called Deserve.
Chloe Foy with Deserve from her album Where Shall We Begin. There's another new entry at number 21 from Peter Bruntnell. His album is called Journey to the Sun. And the video for this track, which is called You'd Make a Good Widow, is extremely disturbing with Peter dressed as a zombie and lots of guest appearances of other people in varying degrees of disguise. Don't say I didn't warn you.
Peter Brunnell with the wacky video for You'd Make a Good Widow from his number 21 album, Journey to the Sun. Well, time now to find out about what events are going on, both virtual and real, over the next month, as we're joined by Lucy Shields of The Folk Forecast. What have you got for us, Lucy? Well, it's really exciting, actually. We're starting to see a lot more in-person events cropping up, but there are still some virtual ones happening as well, because I know there's a lot of appetite for people who don't get many gigs to come near them to still be able to access those virtual gigs. So we're starting to see a lot of hybrid gigs going on. So English Folk Expo, they're continuing their series of gigs that are both in-person and online. So they've got Sam Sweeney on the 20th of July. They've got Catherine Roberts and Sean Laitman on the 21st and Sound of the Sirens on the 22nd. All of those are at Exeter Phoenix. So if you live nearby there, you can go in person or you can tune in online and you can find details on their website. Then the Burwell Bash from the 27th to the 29th of July, they've got an online summer school and they've got tutors including Andy Cutting and Brian Finnegan, and that's a whole weekend that's being held online. Then Live to Your Living Room have got Harbottle and Jonas on the 14th of July, Bob Johnson on the 19th, Benji Kirkpatrick and The Excess on the 21st, and Anna Massey on the 28th. And so I work really closely with them. So I know that they're going to be taking a little bit of a break over August to hopefully allow festivals to take place. And then they'll be picking things back up in September. 
Well, that's one of the exciting things. I mean, if you think about where we were this time last year when all the festivals were cancelled, it was such a depressing picture. But but now we're looking ahead, not to all of them, but to quite a few festivals happening this summer in person, aren't we? Yes, we've seen some cancellations, including Cambridge, Cropredy and WOMAD, which is um, a real shame. But there are lots more still intending to happen in person. So Folk by the Oak, that'll be on the 18th of July. They've got Kate Rusby, the Sam Sweeney Band, the Youngins, Catherine Priddy and Kitty McFarlane and lots more. Then Underneath the Stars are planning to go ahead from the 30th of July to the 1st of August with Kate Rusby, of course, with it being her festival. Also Martin Joseph, Midnight Sky Racer, Eddie Reader, Breyerback and more. And then Sidmouth Folk Week are planning to go ahead from the 30th of July to the 6th of August. Um, they've got Show of Hands, the Eliza Carthy Trio, Miranda Sykes and Hannah Martin. Um, they're doing their new duo. Jackie Oates and John Spears, Seth Lakeman, Talisk and more. So there's lots happening there. And then at the start of August, we've got Wickham Festival from the 5th to the 8th of August. And they've got Lindisfarne, Seth Lakeman, Eliza Carthy and the Restitute Band, the Dole Foundation, which is really exciting. I love them and Show of Hands and, and lots more. In fact, you can't move without bumping into show of hands at all the summer festivals, it seems to me. But um, there are lots more festivals, and obviously we haven't got time to list them all here. Um, But the uh, festival is worth checking out your favourite festival's website. And we will list some more in our August edition of the festivals that are taking place in August. So do watch out for that. And do, if you can, buy a ticket because... These festivals all need your support after the really rough 18 months that they've all had. Uh, What about recording news, Lucy? Anything there? Uh, Yes, Scaribor have got a new single called Together Again, which has just come out. And as the name suggests, it's really inspired by what we're experiencing at the moment as we tentatively sort of step back into our old lives. So that's really great to see that come out. Also, Maz O'Connor has recently released a single. Um, it's the first single she's done under her new alter ego, uh, Volpez. It's called Soho, and it's inspired by her long walks around London during lockdown and thinking about how the city has changed over the years and how cities right around the world have changed um, as there's been gentrification. And that's going to be the first single from a forthcoming album. So um, keep an eye out for more in the future from her. And also not released yet, but in the pipeline, Heidi Talbot is fundraising to create her next album with Dirk Powell. And she wants to create an album of songs with themes of love, loss, healing and hope. I thought it would be one that was of interest to you as uh, you picked it out as one of your favourite love songs for the Festival of Love. So I thought you might like that one. I, I love uh, Heidi's music, so if anybody can help her out with the fundraising, then please do that. Um, Lucy, as always, great to talk to you. The Folk Forecast continues, and people can find details of some of the things that we've been talking uh, about there. H- how do they get in touch with the Folk Forecast? Um, you can just find it online. If you Google the Folk Forecast, you'll find it in Google, or you can follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and the handle is just the Folk Forecast. Great to talk to you. I might see you at one of the festivals over the summer. Fingers crossed, yeah. On with the chart at 20, Seth Lakeman's A Pilgrim's Tale. At 19, Peggy Seeger's First Farewell. At 18, a new entry for This Is The Kit with Off Off Oddities. At 17, The Levelers with Peace. At 16, Declan O'Rourke's Arrivals. 
At 15, a re-entry from Gwenifer Raymond with Strange Lights Over Garth Mountain. At 14, Blackmore's Night and Nature's Light. At 13, Pete and Diesel Live at Barrowlands 2020. At 12, Jamie Webster's Boss. And at 11, Hand Me Down from Kate Rusby. But that re-entry at number 15 from Gwenifer Raymond gives us a chance to hear again the track that she specially recorded for the official Folk Albums chart show. Here she is with Gwide and Gwide.
Gwynifer Raymond with the track from her album Strange Lights Over Garth Mountain, which is a re-entry at number 15 in this month's chart. Well, we're heading into the top 10 now with two new entries still to come. But which will be the highest? Would it be Bellahead or would it be Catherine Pretty? Stay with us to find out. At number 10, the Levellers live set from Glastonbury in 1992. At nine, the longest Johns with Cures What Ails You. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take our leave and go. At eight, this is really going to hurt from Flight. At seven, this is the kit and off, off, on. At six, Johnny Flynn and Robert McFarlane's Lost in the Cedarwood. At five, The Staves and Good Woman. At four, Jamie Webster with We Get By. Lately I've been thinking about our daughter growing old. At three, Song for Our Daughter from Laura Marley. All of the bullshit that she might be told. So our highest new entries this month are at numbers two and one. And I can tell you now that at number two is the much-anticipated and much-acclaimed album from Catherine Priddy, The Eternal Rocks Beneath. And I'm delighted to say that Catherine joins us now. Hello, Catherine. Hello. It's nice to talk to you. And congratulations on the success of your of your album. It, it seems to me that it's been a long time a coming. I mean, have you been assembling these songs and recording them over time? A long time. I mean, some of these songs I wrote when I was about 15, 16, and then I was recording them for a couple of years. And then obviously with coronavirus, they were sitting there ready to go for about a year. So um, yes, definitely but pleased to have them out now. Has it been a frustrating time for you during the lockdown then, just waiting with that sort of head of steam building up to to let the album out? Yeah, a little bit, although it also gave me time to kind of get some perspective and to work on um, kind of building an audience and making sure that there was a good foundation for it when it was released. So it hasn't all been negative. Um, and do you have a, a an overriding theme for the album or a sense of what, what holds these songs together? I think there's a few different themes, but I think something that um, moves through the album quite a lot is, is themes of kind of nostalgia. Um, I don't know if that's just because a lot of the songs are written when I was younger, and there's, there's but there's quite a theme of kind of changing seasons and passing time and kind of innocence to experience and stuff like that in quite a lot of the songs. So I would say that's that's probably one of the main themes. And I'm interested in how your music developed. When you were younger, what sort of things were you listening to? What sort of artists influenced you? I mean, all sorts, to be honest. Um, I grew up in the sort of house where there was just always something on the stereo. And there was a lot of old old folk and all kind of 60s psychedelic stuff. Um, I mean, anything from Fairport Convention, Nick Drake, John Renborn, really traditional like Planksty and Irish stuff, all the way through to things like... Frank Zappa and metal and um, more modern pop and stuff. So I, th- I think a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff influenced me. But I definitely, as a kid, I was always listening to the lyrics, and I always liked a song that that told a story. Well, we're going to play a track from the album called Indigo, which I think does take us back to your childhood. Can you can you explain about that? Yeah. So um, 
this song is the first song from the album and I wanted to kind of bookmark the whole album with the sound of um, a blackbird uh, because that was the first and the last thing I always heard when I went to bed and got up in the morning as a kid. Uh, there was always a blackbird in the tree outside my window. So for an album that has, is off, has been kind of rooted in my teenage years and my childhood, it felt only right to kind of bookmark the album in that way. So. Well, congratulations again. Thank Catherine. you. Great to talk to you. And Thanks this is the Blackbird introducing Indigo. You were raised in a forest, it grew straight and tall. As you weave through the trunks, you felt desperately small. The taller you grew, the taller the trees, and you'd run home all muddy and graze both your knees. And there in the middle stood a tall, slender beech. If you raised both your arms, you found you could reach. The base of her branches and upward you swung The forest she whispered as all her leaves sang Troubles are old for a body so young 
Catherine Priddy with Indigo from her number two album, The Eternal Rocks Beneath, which means that at number one, our highest new entry is Bellowhead and Reassembled. And the band's lead singer, John Bowden, is on the line now. Welcome, John. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. And congratulations on Bellowhead being number one in the official Folk Albums chart. How does that feel? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. We're really very excited about it. Uh, we should say that this album was recorded during your live stream gig in December when you got the band back together again. Why, why did you decide to do that gig? Um, well, it was one of those things that, um, you know, the offer came in and, you know, everyone wanted to do it. But the question w was always going to be with this sort of thing, is everyone available? As it turns out, we were, um, because it was the middle of a pandemic. So, uh, so we <laughs> you all had nothing better it. to do. We had nothing. But, yeah. So um, we were, well, apart from Andy, actually, who, who wasn't able to make it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it came at a very good time, really. I think f for, for we were all in need of, you know, making music um, and uh, sort of, um, and I think the audience were really, you know, really pleased to to see, to see us playing and stuff. So I just, it all worked out very well. It, it did you all well slot back into it very seamlessly or, or did it take quite a bit of rehearsal? It took one run through, uh, but that was because we knew we only had one run through. So um, yeah, we all worked pretty hard actually, the, first, the sort of the couple of weeks leading up to it um, to make sure we were all kind of... Uh, match fit and um and then so when we turned up actually yeah everyone was was it was it was pretty straightforward actually it was surprising how <laughs> how quickly we slotted back together you know people always say that bellowhead is a band best experienced live in front of an audience and of course there wasn't actually a a live audience there so was it difficult for you to build the atmosphere it's a funny thing. It's it, the real problem is 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 the lack of applause at the end of uh, uh, end of a track. It seems like such a silly small thing to be affected by, but I mean, it's really. Uh, I'm still not used to it, you know. And I still sort of go, oh, oh, are they going to applause? Oh, it's, you know. Um, so, but fortunately, I had this. I had this box. If you if you watched um, if you watched the thing, I had this box here, which I've um, I've now got some jazz on but I, I had some applause on that so uh, so I was able to provide our own applause which which even though I was doing it made me feel really good so yeah. <laughs> and it's not just about ego the applause is it it's, no, about it's all about ego kick. no it's just about ego it's all about <laughs> ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's it is I mean no you're right the atmosphere is I think with Bellahead the atmosphere um because there's so many of us on stage we always sort of generated our own atmosphere sort of internally anyway if you know what I mean so I guess it was maybe easier for us to kind of get get that atmosphere going we also had quite a lot of people in the room with you know cameras and and, and uh, recording and that sort of stuff so so it was it was great atmosphere actually it was really good fun and it looked great that was the other thing is that they they made it look fantastic so that that always what sort of feedback did you get on social media afterwards oh, people loved it people absolutely loved it and I mean the fact that the, this album you know uh, has done so well you know given that it's 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 a live it's a live recording of stuff that you know it's, there's no new material on it so i mean i think that the fact that it's done so well really demonstrates how how much people you know loved that gig i think you know which so so it's great yeah and how much they love Bellowhead. So is there any chance now that you might all be able to get back together and do a, a real tour once things open up well, I mean, as I say, the problem is uh, everyone being available at the same time is is was was difficult even when we were a functioning band. So the chances of us all sort of being available for anything at the same time in the future is you know slim, but uh, not not impossible, I suppose. What was the highlight of it for you? What what felt best? 
Oh gosh, um, I I mean I I wouldn't pick out a particular track because the whole thing was just the whole thing was pretty joyous, really. I mean it was uh, it was lovely. Um, I, I I don't know. Little Sally Racket was great fun actually because that's always a good laugh anyway. So were, were you able to have a, a socially distanced pint afterwards? No. <laughs> no, we weren't. We all went back to um to, to, to we we went back to the hotel and then it was all sort of um you know everyone had to file off in different directions and not you know not anyway. Yeah, no, so we didn't no, we didn't sadly have a drink afterwards, but um but but one of these days we'll meet up for a beer, I'm sure. Well, John, it's great to talk to you again and congratulations once again on the success of the album. Uh, let's play a track from it now. This is Roll the Woodpile Down. proving that the energy and appeal of Bellowhead are as mighty as ever. They are number one in this month's official Folk Albums chart. 
Well, that's all for this month. There is another episode of Folk on Foot coming up on Friday, July the 16th with Jenny Sturgeon in Shetland. Don't miss that. Thanks to the Folk on Foot team and to English Folk Expo who licensed the chart to us. Um, if you like what we do, why not consider becoming a patron of Folk on Foot? You can sign up simply and it gets you great rewards and we depend entirely on support from our viewers and listeners to keep on going. So if you like what we do, just go to folkonfoot.com and click on the support us button and sign up there thanks very much for watching and listening